Life with the Afterlife by Amy Bruni, star of the television show Kindred Spirits, is a compilation of the teachings the author has gleaned over her years of paranormal investigations and how they have shaped her unique approach to interacting with the spirits of the dead and those who encounter them. Hello and welcome to The Best Book Ever, the podcast where we get to know interesting people by asking them about their favorite book. I'm your host, Julie Strauss, and joining me today is Shannon Bailey Grace, the creator and host of the podcast Ghost and Grub. Shannon has a master's degree in English literature and teaches college-level research and writing. Her interest in storytelling fuels her love for a good ghost story. Shannon and I discussed the responsibility people have to respect haunted places and how to approach the spiritual world ethically. And I have to tell you, whether you believe in ghosts or not, this book and this conversation were so fascinating. Hi, Shannon. Welcome to the Best Book Ever podcast. Hi, Julie. Thanks for having me on the show. Okay. I'm just going to start off with the question, okay? Are ghosts real? That is such a good question. It's such a loaded question. And oftentimes, gosh, it really depends on, doesn't it? It depends on who you ask. So, so my short answer is going to be yes, absolutely. And and I guess I should backtrack that. Uh, and I, I'm not sure why I have to kind of, you know, kind of put this disclaimer in, but I'm not a paranormal investigator. So I have done research when it comes to the paranormal. Um, I have a literary background. And so my, um, my specialty is in, uh, is in the ghost story. So is in ghost stories and literature and folklore and and things like that. So I love a good ghost story. I've been fascinated with ghosts ever since I was a little girl. So, um, and I had my first encounter with a ghost. So for me, ghosts are very real. And I think if you ask a lot of people like me, uh, they will definitely say yes. Now, when it comes to understanding why ghosts exist, and you know where what they really are that's a whole other question and of course that's what a lot of paranormal investigators and people within the field study trying to come to that kind of conclusion was it because of your childhood experience that you were drawn to these stories and to specializing in the ghost story as you as you grew up yeah so like the author of the book that we're going to discuss um, I had my first encounter with a ghost at a really young age, and I've been fascinated with the paranormal ever since. So I was that young girl at the library checking out all of the books on ghosts, um, whether it be fiction or nonfiction, wrote my first ghost story, if you will, in the second grade uh, mm-hmm. for a young author's conference, um, just always fascinated with ghosts. So while I played with friends and we'd play with our My Little Ponies and we would kind of devise a story. When it was my turn to kind of play it out and do a story, uh, it was always, you know, it had to be like a storm was coming and there were ghosts involved (laughs) and everything was kind of spooky. And so, yeah, like it's just something that I've really been fascinated throughout my life with. And I never stopped learning about ghosts, but I would say maybe about six years ago, 
did I really kind of come full circle and back with it? Um, my mom sold our childhood home at about that time. And so I think for my sisters and I growing up in that home, our home was maybe no more than a thousand square feet, but the entire time we lived there for nearly 40 years, or, you know, my parents lived there for 40 years. Um, it was just experience on top of experience. Not only did my family members experience things, but friends and other family and people who would come by had experienced things. And so I think the sale of that house got me to sort of not only relive my childhood, but really come back to that passion that I had about learning about ghosts, learning about the paranormal. And so, and so, yeah, ever since I have uh, been researching, I have a master's degree in literature. I teach research and writing at the college level. So for me, it was a very natural sort of thing to start researching um, the ghost story. So I'm especially interested in how ghosts can tell us a little bit something about ourselves and our belief systems. So, you know, ghost stories are those things that, gosh, like it's like, imagine yourself sitting in the dark, you know, in front of a campfire with some of your closest friends and sharing some of those sort of intimate ghost stories that you've heard from maybe somebody else or something you've experienced. There's just something very personal about that. Um, I also specialize in haunted tourism, not only visiting haunted spaces, but creating an entire vacation out of those haunted spaces. And so that's kind of where I got the idea behind my podcast and, and all of that kind of stuff. My first thought when you were talking about growing up in a haunted house is it cannot have been the terrifying experience that we see in the movies. Otherwise, you I, I can't imagine you would be talking about it this calmly. For you, is it a scary topic? So it is not. And I think, and and we're gonna we're gonna probably get into the book a little bit that we read, but for our author, it really isn't either. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some instances where things have obviously, you know, I, I look back to my childhood and I think, wow, that was that was definitely scary. Like if I were to tell somebody that story, they probably would be pretty scared. Um, but but I think I think the thing, one of the big takeaways from this book, and I actually have to say that truth be told, I don't watch a lot of paranormal TV. Um, in fact, I'm not even a horror movie fan. So um, for me, learning about ghosts is something very different. And maybe it's even just a little mm. bit more personal. So I I don't necessarily, so there are times when I kind of see it as a science. Um, it's it's obviously not an official science, um, but thinking about um, how, if you believe in ghosts, how they move about and how they, why they stay. And, you know, um, I don't know, some, some people even believe that, you know, maybe they're not even ghosts. Maybe, maybe we're talking about interdimensional, you know, beings or, or something like that. Or, um, there's also this theory called time slips, you know, these, these kind of moments in time where, um, you know, there's, there's just sort of a slip in the time continuum and you're seeing something that maybe happened in the past. Other people think that, you know, ghosts are, um, energy that have been, you know, um, locked up for a long time within something, whether that be an object or whether it be in something, um, uh, earthbound like limestone or something like that. And so what we're seeing is just a replay basically of that energy, you know, those kinds of things. So there's a lot of things that ghosts uh, can be, and I think that's the part that really 
uh, resonates with me is that it's, 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 it's almost like an open frontier still that, you know, nobody knows kind of for sure what it is. And so that fascinates me. Um, it also just fascinates me again, going back to the ghost story, um, you know, the, the, the thrill of hearing uh, a spooky story and, you know, um, being, being your creative self when you're telling the story, those kinds of elements um, I just absolutely love. The last maybe decade or two, there has been a really big explosion um, in the haunted tourism industry. So um, a a lot of people have, um, you know, you can stay in a haunted hotel, you can go on a ghost tour, you can have an experience of your own, those kinds of things. Um, So it is definitely something that that is that is pop. I think it's more popular now than maybe it was maybe 20 years ago. But I also think that, and and again, this is what fascinates me about it, is I think that different people have different reasons why they enjoy visiting haunted spaces. What prompted you to start your podcast? I really enjoy going on a good ghost tour. And when I say good ghost tour, there are many really great ghost tours out there that really immerse you into not only the ghost story, but the history of the location. So you're not only getting a really good spooky ghost story to go home and maybe tell somebody else about, um, but you're also getting the history behind the location. And so I love going to a space, being immersed in that space and hearing a really good guide tell you the story of that location, um, the history of it. Um, I just, I think it's something that, to me, it's really, really important that um, people's stories, even when they're gone, are told. And mm-hmm. so I think that's a part of it's that historical aspect that I really like. So in going to a lot of these tours, um, my children were small at the time. And so um, my partner in crime was my sister. And so we would go to a lot of these tours, um, whether that be uh, I'm near Chicago, so we'd go to Chicago. Sometimes we'd even travel um, quite a distance for some of these tours. And you know, before the tour, most of these tours obviously take place at night. And so it would be, well, where are we going to go get something to eat and something to drink? And so it was on one specific tour in Chicago. Um, we were waiting to, we were trying to find a place that was close to where the tour guide was going to meet us. And so we chose this Irish pub. Uh, for no reason other than it was close. And we sat upstairs on the second floor. Um, We ordered amazing food. I will remember the fish tacos probably for the rest of my life. They were delicious. (laughs) And I remember ordering a black and tan because that's kind of my classic Mm. beer drink. And um, my sister, she strikes up a conversation uh, with our uh, server and she says, you know, this place looks haunted. You know, is it haunted? And our server just pauses for a minute and she's like, yeah, it actually is haunted. And so my sister and I were like, oh, do tell. So the server just starts um, telling us how uh, they believe the the pub is haunted by a young woman. She has dark hair. She is often seen in a white nightgown and she uh, typically hangs out on the second floor and in the women's restroom. So where the building is located is where they consider the burn district of Chicago during the great Chicago fire. And so um, it was built post fire, but in that particular area until maybe the late eighties, it, it was kind of an unsavory sort of location. Oftentimes, um, 
you know, um, incidents didn't get reported. The other problem is that since that time and since the great Chicago fire, um, a lot of the street names downtown have been changed over time. And so it's kind of hard to trace a building back to that time. She explained to us how, you know, there is in a newspaper article, a story about a woman who did live up above a pub um, with that location in that location. And she was unfortunately murdered um, by somebody kind of coming through town and, uh, and that sort of thing. And so, um, so yeah, so it just um, hearing that story before our ghost tour, getting in a good ghost story, getting in a good, a good dinner and some good drinks um, kind of just started Um, you know, this kind of fascination, um, with my sister and I going to not only haunted locations for tours and things like that, but then also, you know, grabbing something to eat, something to drink beforehand. And so before we would go on a tour anywhere else we went, we would always check out to see if there are any haunted restaurants, haunted pubs in the area, a haunted hotel, if we needed a place to stay. (laughs) And that was the start of Ghost and Grub. So it is that sort of, not only do we talk about, um, you know, haunted spaces and, and especially those haunted hotels and those restaurants, but also if you go, this is what you need to order, um, you know, those kinds of things. So, um, I'm sure there are individuals like me out there who, um, who do the same thing and, and maybe enjoy it. I don't know. And so, yeah, so that was, that was the, um, the whole story behind the podcast. Because you have to fortify yourself. If you're going to be dealing with ghosts, you damn well (laughs) should get a good meal and a good glass of wine in you. Right. I mean, that's only fair. Absolutely. In fact, sometimes I have been, I have to say that there have been a couple of locations that have frightened me so much that you actually are hungry again (laughs) after the tour (laughs) and you're feverishly looking for somewhere. At that point, it doesn't matter if a place is haunted or not. Um, You know, if the restaurant's haunted or not, um, Taco Bell will suffice. (laughs) But um, because you use so much energy being frightened. This episode is sponsored by Lover's Moon by Mark Leslie and Julie Strauss. Hello, Julie Strauss, host of Best Book Ever and Contemporary Romance Author. Hello, Mark Leslie, frequent guest of the show and horror author. Julie, what do you know about werewolves? Absolutely nothing, Mark. I'm scared of everything. What do you know about romance novels? Well, my mom read a ton of romance when I was a kid, and Fabio was always on the cover, so Fabio must be in every romance novel, right? That's exactly right, yes. Mark, do you know what we should do? I do, yeah. Let's say it at the same time, okay? Okay. One, two, three, never speak again. Write a book together. Uh, Yes, that, what you said. We should write a book together. I was thinking we could each write about our favorite things. Yeah, bloody fangs. And making out. Occult shops. Having sex in a bubble bath. Ancient feuds. A marriage proposal in Central Park. A book made of human skin. And friendly honeybees. We've really got something here. You know, I don't see how it could fail. Lover's Moon by Mark Leslie and Julie Strauss is now available everywhere you buy books. Wait, Mark, what was that thing you said earlier? Don't worry about it. Do you remember how you found this book that we're talking about today, Life with the Afterlife? 
Yeah. So I, um, so like I had said, I, I don't watch a whole lot of paranormal TV. Um, I, I don't want, I don't want Hollywood when I watch those kinds of shows. Um, you know, I want as close to the real deal as possible. And I think that the the author of this book that we're going to discuss, Amy Bruni, and her partner, Adam Berry, they do just that on their show, Kindred Spirits. Um, I follow both of them on social media. Um, I have followed both of them since their their days of uh, Ghost Hunters, which is probably my my favorite show of all time. Uh, so uh, Kindred Spirits being a very close second, if not uh, tied with that show. So when I had heard um, Amy post, when I saw her post that she'd put out a new book on what she'd learned throughout the years of, of being a paranormal investigator, I was really excited to read it. The subtitle is 13 Truths I Learned About Ghosts by Amy Bruni. Um, how would you describe this book? <sighs> so that's... um. That's a good question. So, you know, in its in its essence, um, she explains um, it's 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 part it's part for me uh, uh, an autobiography. So it's a little bit more about um, uh, she she talks a lot about um, how she got into uh, the paranormal field. Uh, her early years with ghost hunters, um, early years of investigating and kind of where she's now and, and how, how even some of her, uh, not only had some of her, how some of her views have sort of changed over the years about ghosts, but because I really think at the, at, at her essence, she's, she's the same person she probably was, you know, um, long ago. Um, but I think she's realized things that matter to her when it comes to this field. And so she talks a lot about that as well. I also think, so I think her approach to ghosts and especially in this book is very welcoming. It's not arrogant. Um, in fact, despite many of her stories relating to her work as a paranormal investigator, I think it's the perfect book for the non-investigator mm -hmm. or the person who doesn't know that much about the paranormal field. Um, it was just refreshing to read her take. And so I think that whether you believe in ghosts or not, I think this is a, it's a good, it's a good um, it's, it's just a fun book to read. Um, and I think that even some of the things that she talks about, you can apply to maybe other things, maybe not just ghosts. Did you learn anything new or did you, did it change your understanding of the paranormal world as you read this book? I don't believe that in reading this book, that anything that Amy has said has changed my mind about the paranormal. If anything, I think it has, it has validated a lot of the, um, a lot of the ways that I think of ghosts or a lot of the things that I kind of think about when we even talk about um, haunted uh, tourism and the way that people approach ghosts, I think there are some ethical lessons in there in terms of, you know, how we think about ghosts and not only the ghosts, but but also the living. And so she addresses that as well as her in her book. So I really think a lot of points she made and, and, and there are a few, there, there are just a couple that really stood out to me that really validated how I also feel. So if anything, I really agree with a lot of what she says. Can you give me an example of some of the ethical questions that you're talking about that she addresses? Yes. And, and I think it's, I think it's, and I don't know if it's intentional, but um, several of her chapters really do, although her chapters are, you know, titled differently and do address things differently. I think there's this ongoing theme as well um, about that and how, um, you know, um, 
not only ghosts, but, you know, the, the living need to be treated as well when it comes to these kinds of things and, mm. and how we need to um, be very respectful of not only uh, the, the living and the dead, but of haunted spaces and of um, of the historical aspects of it and getting the research right, those kinds of things. A good example of that is when um, she talks about, and I think it's in chapter two, and, and I love the titles of these chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghosts aren't trying to scare you. I think <laughs> the name of the chapter is. She talks about the difference between the Conjuring movie, right? And and Hollywood. And I don't know if you've seen it. And um, it's, no. it's definitely a horror movie. Um, you know, but she, she talks about the difference between that movie, The Conjuring, and the real events that took place in the actual home that was based on the movie. The, the woman who is sort of at the center, not only of the movie, um, but, you know, re- reported to be at the center of this haunting, which was a woman, a real woman uh, named Bathsheba Sherman. People had claimed over the years and uh, that she had been, you know, she was worshiping Satan, that she murdered her children, including a neighbor's infant. I mean, the stories just are crazy. Um, however, according to Amy, um, there, there isn't any factual evidence to support any of those claims. In fact, in her book, she says, the research I've done and the information I've seen from the local historical society have led me to believe that there was that they're wrong about Bathsheba. And I think that, and and she also uses the term historical inaccuracy in the book. She stresses the importance of good research. And and I really couldn't agree more with that. Um, There was an episode that I had done I want to say it was maybe episode three. I had done a um, a survey, sort of of Southwest Florida and haunted spaces in Southwest Florida, and I had I had visited uh, Fort Myers. Was sitting at a restaurant that I was told was haunted. That the that the owners were um, uh, were murdered um, inside the building. Um, their names were Jim and Mary Galloway. The bar burned to the ground, um, and to this day, they say that you know their spirits kind of kind of haunt the restaurant. Now, I'm not going to dispel whether or not the, the the place is haunted. However, when I I did my own research and it, it really was just a matter of just going to newspapers.com and and looking up the murder and the story is 100% inaccurate. Well, mm-hmm. and I guess I should say 99% inaccurate. They were murdered. Um, but not at their restaurant um, or at their bar. They had already sold the bar. Uh, they had retired on uh, Fort Myers Beach and had a cottage. And it was, unfortunately, these two young men who had come into town. They saw the cottage. They they thought it was the perfect place to commit a crime. Got away with $81, um, but ended up murdering both of them and their dog and burned their cottage to the ground. So, um, so it's, it's something that I call, um, that that's an actual term in, you know, in literature, it's decontextualizing stories. And so, um, there is this sort of problem oftentimes that I see with ghost stories that get decontextualized, very similar to the Bathsheba story where, um, you know, they're totally taken out of context or they're fragmented. So parts of the story are, are missing. And so you get this, you know, whether intentionally or unintentionally, you get this story that, um, you know, is, is, gets further and further from the truth. And I, and I think, again, it comes back to just this sort of ethical need to be as accurate as possible when we're talking about not only living people and living facts, but people that have passed on. I can only imagine, and again, you know, I am someone who believes in ghosts and, you know, there, and again, I'm not a, I'm not a paranormal investigator, but there is this theory with, with a lot of people who study the paranormal that oftentimes hauntings of particular individuals, you know, maybe because 
Um, you know, they have found that maybe their story isn't correct and maybe they're trying to correct that story. And oftentimes when something gets, um, uh, gets settled or their story gets heard and this happens on kindred spirits, you know, um, many times on, on Amy's show where, you know, they're able to find closure, not only for the living, um, individuals who have a haunted house, but for, for the dead who need a voice. And so, I think it's really important that we get those stories straight. And, um, you know, I, I think we have a responsibility to do that. I'm really glad you brought up that accuracy thing, because that was one thing I was prepared to um, disbelieve every page of this book. And I <laughs> loved that she addresses that over and over again is it is her job to disbelieve as well. And it is her job to prove it wrong. A lot of times she can prove, yeah, it was the pipes. It was the mm-hmm. window rattling. It was this or that. And people often don't like it when she says, actually, it was your electrical just shorted out, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, no, for and sure. And I, yeah. Yeah. And she only sort of puts the ones on the show where she goes, I looked at everything. We cannot figure out how this happened. There's no logical explanation for this. And I found that very, that that made me very, um sort of positive toward her thinking okay she's she's approaching this she's not approaching this as how can i sensationalize this mm-hmm. it's because that if you are if you're able to um accurately prove something doesn't exist when you're faced with something that no matter how many tests you've put it through you can't explain then you know for sure that you have something valid or mm-hmm. something that you know, to, to really consider and think about. And so, you know, Amy and Adam do that today on their show on kindred spirits. So yes, I enjoyed that too in the book. Um, she's always been one of those individuals that does not ins- sensationalize things that she has witnessed, things like that. She always, you know, puts that sort of, you know, s- or wears that sort of skeptic hat and says, let's take a look at this and let's see it, what it for what it is. And let's go ahead and, and you know, and, and then dissect it and figure it out. I do think that there's that there is that ongoing theme of just you know making sure that you're um, that 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 the stories that you're telling about you know the dead and 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 even the living that we need to be as accurate as possible. We need to get those facts straight. I think that the misconception with a lot of people is that a ghost story isn't scary unless it's over the top scary, and you know. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I love a good ghost story that's spooky. I love getting kind of scared. I, I don't, I'm not the horror house kind of person, or I, I don't do the Halloween haunted houses. Um, I like the real haunted houses, you know? Um, but I, so, so I, I like a spooky story, but I think we always have to remember that when we're telling those stories that, you know, we tell them ethically that we, we try to get the facts straight as much as we can. And we respect those individuals, even if we're just the tourist going to, you know, um, a, a haunted location or a haunted destination. It's such an interesting way to talk about the paranormal. And I, I'm assuming that's the way it is in your house and in her house as well, is I love that you keep using the word ethics and ethical. And what a different way to approach it, you know, as opposed to do you believe or not? Instead, how about we say, let's get this person's story right. And that is, uh, it feels like an entirely different philosophical approach is always remembering these are people who had lives and their intent was not to become, I would assume most of them, their intent was not to become 
a terrifying specter. Their intent was to live their dang lives. And I love your reframing of it in that it's always, we should always be respectful of this life that is no longer living, whether or not you want to believe that there is actually a ghost there. Oh, I I love that you say that, Julie. So absolutely. I think that you'd, um, I think that in talking with, you know, many people in the paranormal community, um, you know, there are many people who, who, who think that and, and who believe that and, and kind of take that approach. And I think that once you do take that approach, whether you investigate the paranormal, whether you're, you know, whether you study the ghost stories behind them, you know, whether you travel um, to haunted spaces, what, whatever it is, or whether you just like to watch paranormal TV, you know, whatever it is that, um, you know, that having that approach makes the ghosts a little less scary as well, um, brings them kind of into a different light and um, they become actual people, which is Mm -hmm. what they were. And, um, you know, many believe still are. Okay. So tell me, what are you reading right now? Uh, For fun, I have been reading this um, shorter novel. Um, It's called um, My Night in the Most Haunted Hotel in Texas, A Very True Ghost Story. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's written by Victoria Munday. Uh, she actually is um, a good friend of mine, and uh, she wrote this book on her experience at uh, the Jefferson Hotel in Texas. It's in, located in Northeast Texas. And so um, it, it really was one of those books that I couldn't put down. Very similar to Amy. Um, the voice is very welcoming, um, you know, very um, casual, kind of witty at times. Does she know it was haunted before she went and spent a night there? She did. Within the paranormal community, there are those sort of most haunted places that I think most people know about. So uh, the story is just this wild ride about her one night by herself driving to the hotel. (laughs) And, you know, they they typically have uh, more than just one person staying at the hotel at one time. However, she was the lucky individual uh, that uh, she was the their only guest for the night. So not only did <laughs> she, um, yeah, not only did she get to stay the night there, but she was there. She was their only guest for the night. And so um, it is, it's, it's a great, if, if you're looking for a super fun ghost story, that's it. Shannon, this has been so much fun. I hope you will come back anytime you have a book you want to share with me, whether it is ghost related or not. It's a blast talking with you. Will you share with my listeners where they can find you and your and your podcast and everything online? Yeah, sure. And and really, Julie, this has been a pleasure for me. It has been so fun talking with you. And and um, yeah, just it's it's been great. So thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so my podcast is called Ghost and Grub, and you can find it at ghostandgrub.com. And it is, um, you know, like we were talking about, it's a podcast that talks about uh, the most, some of the most haunted places, uh, haunted restaurants, hotels, and restaurants in America, and uh, curates some really good travel ideas for those who are interested in haunted uh, tourism. Excellent. Thank you. This has been great. I want to thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much, Julie. And thank you to the ghost who shut us down midway through. (laughs) You have our attention. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to Shannon's podcast, Ghost and Grub. I would love to hear what you think about ghosts. Tell me all about it over on Instagram at Best Book Ever Podcast. 
Remember, you can find links to everything we discussed in the show notes or at my website, bestbookeverpodcast.com. And if you have a book you want to tell me about, click on the Be a Guest button on my website or Instagram bio so we can chat. Thanks for joining me today, and I will see you at the library.